rightly understanding. We want to hear the Word in such a way that we'll be able to practice it in our daily life. And Father, we give you all the honor and glory and the thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Turn with me to Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Now the book of Hebrews was written to Jewish Christians that understood something that other people don't understand even today. Christians of today understand very little about the blood covenant and understand little uh, about Jewish sacrifices and how they sacrificed lambs and, and, and doves and how they sacrificed the red heifer, all these kind of sacrifices to be pleasing to Almighty God, to be able to obtain the favor of God by how they lived and to receive their healing, receive their financial support, their family safe, uh, uh, all of them to see these blessings depended upon them as according to the way they lived and according to what they did and according to their works. They had a covenant that reminded them they were nothing but sinners. They presented themselves before God once a year as a sinner and had to sacrifice perpetually every year and it was a covenant that kept them in remembrance that they were not saved. But under the new covenant, Paul is writing here to those people that understood the covenant. Now he said, I want you establishing something else. Not in the law, but under grace. The ninth, eighth verse there, 13, 8, said Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, said, be not carried away, be not carried about with every diverse and strange doctrine. Well, it's a chance, folks, to be carried away with this, with strange doctrine, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Now he said here, don't be carried away with every kind of doctrine. You know, a lot of things is coming to the forefront in these latter days. But blessed be God, all these things that's coming forth in these last days, such as prosperity, such as healing, such as total deliverance, to, uh, 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 he wants you to be established in grace. Because if you're established in grace, these other things coming down the pike, nothing will move me but what God has personally given me. What he has personally done for me. Praise God. So he wants your heart established in grace. To be firm, to make firm, to make secure. He wants this to be a secure something to you. Amen? Like you lock something up in a safe. He wants this thing, I mean, he wants your heart locked up in grace. Established in grace. Not established in how you can please God. Kind of like a fellow told me the other day, said, well, I'm trying to serve God. Well, this is not about you trying to serve God. This is about God himself has already served and handled every problem you'll ever have. How many of you know God's not going to heal you? He's not going to bless you. 
He's not going to save you. How many know He's already done it? He's already handled it. This is called the grace of Almighty God. A heart, your total inward man, what you really believe in the deepest part of your recession. Praise God. He wants you established with all your heart. Now, in what? Grace. Religious people say, well, grace is God's unmerited favor. Well, that's a little vague. But he wants you to know grace is God's unconditional love for you with no strings attached. Not by your condition, not by the way you live, not by the way you do. See, most folks think that they're pleasing to God by how they live. That's been religious talk, and that's what people believe. But that's not what God wants. He said He wants to establish your heart in grace. Hallelujah. In Jesus' condition. Praise God. Praise God. So grace that He wants you established in is the unconditional love of Almighty God with no strings attached. Well, if I fail, He'll pull your string. No, that's not God. Well, if I don't do this right, I'm not pleasing to God. No, no. Grace of God that He wants you established in as nothing can separate me from the love of Almighty God. Nothing can, my condition, my failures. Do you know, sin can't even separate you from the love of God. Amen. Not even when you miss. See, grace is God's ability in you not to be able to sin. To live above sin. To live where you always have a consciousness that God's in love with me. Hallelujah. You know when God, you know God's in love with you, everything He's got, you can already receive. Grace is God's unconditional love. No strings attached. There is no condition. There is no conditional options in grace. There's no conditions in it. Well, the grace of God, now the grace of God will come to you and God, you know, but you've got to live right and you've got to, listen, grace causes me to live right. Grace is my ability to overcome sin. Well, what if you fail? Does grace fail? No. Where sin abound, grace does that much more abound, bless God. We've got the grace of Almighty God, the unconditional love of God, that has handled sin. How many of you believe today that sin's handled? That it ain't bothering God? See? Some folks think, well, you got to do something. Well, if you sin this and that and the other, no, bless God, the blood of Jesus Christ was enough payment. They didn't need any more payment. Praise God. So, there is grace extended No condition in this grace. No condition for it. See, He wants your heart established in this. I mean, He wants it established. I mean, I mean in a safe place where nothing can't steal it from you. Well, Brother Sullen, I failed the other day. Well, I don't doubt it. said, well, you know, I I, want to try to please God. Well, you are pleasing to God. Why? Because I live right now, because Jesus paid for every blessing in the unconditional love. See, man's not separated from God. He was, but Jesus put two families back together. He put them together. He paid the price. God hadn't got anything. He broke down the middle wall of petition. Bless God. There's nothing between you and God. All you have to do to get saved now is receive Jesus. Nothing else. Can you say amen? Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans, the fifth chapter. Romans, the fifth chapter. First verse. Therefore, 
being justified. Therefore being made righteous. Therefore being made holy. Therefore being sanctified. All that's the same word, justified. What if you went to God and thought you wasn't justified in His sight? You couldn't receive too good, could you? See? What if you come to God and you thought, well, I hadn't lived right? Huh? Do you know anybody that hadn't missed it since they've been saved? Do you know missing the mark don't bother God? Do you know sinning, failure? He believes that the blood of Jesus was enough to pay for the whole thing. Totally paid for. Hallelujah. So he said, therefore being justified by faith. Faith in what? Listen to him. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access. By faith. Into what? Into the grace wherein we stand. We got access. Do you know how you access this faith? This faith is yours. We're standing in it. How are you going to get it to work for you? By faith. By, what do you mean by faith? By believing in the grace of Almighty God. By believing in the unconditional love that God has for you with no strings attached. Amen. I was preaching in Alabama and a young Pentecostal girl come along. I was praying for the sick. And she said, uh, I said, what you need? She said, my little baby has cerebral palsy. I said, well, the Lord will heal you. She said, uh, well, my preacher told me that this was my fault because when I was young, I was promiscuous. And God allowed this to come on my child. Well, that ain't much love, is it? See, for God so loved the world. So God's so much in love with the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. She said, I don't have enough faith for that. I said, I do. I've got enough faith. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. And we laid hands on that child and the first time in the baby's life, almost two years old, baby raised up and started moving. Praise God. I don't know what happened since then. Hallelujah. But it does not matter. I ain't getting off of my unconditional love, hallelujah, that I know God wants that baby to see. God's not in sickness. God's not teaching people. God's not showing people His power by putting some sickness on them. He wants to put the love of God on them. Can you say amen? Praise God. So he said that we're justified. Justified. We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, whom also we have access, how? By faith into that grace. He wants you to have an established heart that I got faith that my God's in love with me. God wants you to have an established heart. When anything comes up, I don't care what it is, well, I don't have enough faith. Well, I don't, well, I don't, I don't. All that is junk if you know that God's in love with you. You know what Jesus said about faith? He said, you can take a grain of this faith like a mustard seed, little as that, and it'll move a mountain. Well, God gave you the measure of faith, a measure of the God kind. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That second verse, Amplified Bible, said the grace... The state of God's favor in which he, we firmly and safely stand. This grace, the state of God's favor in which we firmly and, and safely stand. Living Bible said, He has brought us into the place of highest privilege where we now stand. Do you know you're in the price of the highest privilege? Amen? Amen? The highest privilege. You couldn't have a better privilege than what God's placed you. You couldn't be loved any more than God 
the creator of the universe, your very own father, how much he loves you. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Praise God. Now let me read that one more time. Living Bible. He has brought us into the place of highest privilege for which we now stand. Do you know grace is the highest privilege you can get? You can't get a better privilege than that. Do you know you're in good shape? I mean, you got, you got friends in high places. You got a father that sits at the throne of the universe. You've got a big brother, blessed God, that's already shed his blood and caused you to be acceptable in the beloved. You're now accepted. He said, for God so loved. God's so much in love with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Grace is all God. Grace is God's desire for you. Well, I wish God, you know, loved me like He did brother such and such. You can't get any more love than you are. Can you say amen? Amen. If you'll remember this, God's desire for you, what is it? Grace. What's God? See, this is all God's doings. This is the way God wants it. Well, I wish I believed that. Well, you need to get your heart established in how much God is in love with you, how much favor He has shown you through Christ Jesus. Amen. God has given you the right to tell people the good news. God ain't mad at you. God ain't holding anything against you. Well, God hates sin. God handles sin for the universe. It's already been handled. God ain't bugging, sin ain't bugging God. He believes the blood of Jesus was enough. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. So, we need to understand this. Titus 3, 5 said, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by His own mercy He saved us. By His own grace. Not by works. See, so many times, listen real close to me. We get people saved. By grace was you saved. We get folks saved by grace. And knowing as Jesus has saved us, then we'll take them and put them back under the law and try to get them to obey some of our rules. Obey some of the commandments. You know, folks talk about, well, you ought to teach your kids the Ten Commandments. For what? Huh? God said, I'll write that in your heart. I'll put that in your heart. Hallelujah. He wants your heart established in grace. I mean, have it locked up in there where can't nothing get it out and you the only one got the combination. Nothing else can get that out of your heart. My God's in love with me and I don't care if failures fall all around me, sickness, disease, everything. I'm standing right in the middle of the love of Almighty God. My faith's in His love. By faith, I open the door and walk in and hold on. See, faith is my hold on God. I got it. But bless God, when I grab Him, something bigger than me takes over, called grace. And when He grabs me, no man can get me out of the love of God. Nobody can. Praise God. Praise God. While you're in Romans, turn back to the fourth chapter there of Romans. Hallelujah. Fourth chapter, the fourth verse. Now to him that worketh, someone's doing the work, someone's trying to please God. Now he that is that worketh is, is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. If you work from somebody, 
bless God, you do some wages. Do you know you ain't supposed to work for God? Do you know you ain't trying, you're not a servant of God? See, that's Old Testament, that's works. See, listen to him. Now to him that worketh is the reward are the end results, the blessing, the salvation, the deliverance, the prosperity, all that, not reckon of grace, but of debt. See, if it's you trying to do it, you trying to please God, grace is not what God rewards you for being good about. Well, he'll give you grace if you'll live right. See, so many folks has got live right and, and please God, well, if I was pleasing to God, I could get that prayer answered. If God, I was a favorite with God, I could get that prayer answered. Well, you are. Amen. You are. How are you trying to please God? Well, I try to live. Ask 90% of the Christians. How are you trying to please God? Well, I try to live right. I try to please God. I try to pray an hour every morning. I try to read my Bible. I do all this. All these things we do as trying to be pleasing to God when Jesus is Christ has already made you pleasing to God. If what he did did not please God, you don't have a shot at it. Well, aren't we supposed to live right? Yes, you ought to see the grace of God and live like that. So many times people trying to please God, uh, believe God, trust God for something, and they are depending upon their righteousness, what they've done, their works, and how I've conducted my life. Do you know when you got born again, a new condition took over where you are? Not a condition of me working, not a works lest I get paid for it. Huh? If I'm working for it, then I'm doing it. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his own blood. Hallelujah, hallelujah. See, we need to be established in this. I mean, when trouble comes, you know, Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, in the world you're going to have trouble. But he said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. See, he said, be a, in the world you're going to have tribulation, trouble, try, people, Christians always tribulating. Always trying, oh, well, I'm going through this. You take someone's always tribulation, always having a problem. All they talk about is the problem. How this failure, how this sickness, how this need comes. And talk that, that's all they talk. They don't know the grace of Almighty God. What do I care what the problem is if I've got the answer and the answer's grace, praise God. So you need to be established in it. Hallelujah. When trouble comes, and it will, let her come. Let it come. What difference does it make? He said it rains on the just and the unjust. That means trouble comes to everybody. Amen? Praise God. He said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. How did I overcome the world? God Almighty took the responsibility for the fall of man and rectified it and paid for it with his own blood. If you don't think the blood of Jesus Christ was enough for you, then you don't understand grace. You don't understand how much God loves you, how much he's done made you a favorite. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Grace is not what God rewards you for living right. Well, I'm trying to do better. Well, see, that's you trying to do. Well, don't you think you ought to live better? Well, of course you do. Let me tell you something. When 1976, July the 10th, at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning, Jesus walked into my living room. Hallelujah. And I ain't tried to quit smoking, dipping, chewing, or nothing else, bless God. I quit. I didn't want to be around it. I had something on the inside of me greater than any problem that could come to the outside. Amen. Amen. Praise God, praise God. 
Grace is not you trying to do anything. Grace, God requires one thing, you to believe in it. You trust in it. How come I'm going to get healed? I ain't going to get healed. God's done healed me by his stripes we were healed. Now it's up to me to receive that. Just like it is about salvation. God saved the whole world. Legally every person saved right now. But they'll go to hell without receiving it. You can stay sick without receiving him as healer. You can be totally under poverty and everything else. But you've got to receive him. See, you've got to be established in the grace of Almighty God. You've got to have an established heart. How many of you know Jesus lives in your heart? That God Almighty, the God of all mercies, the God of all grace, the God of all holiness lives on the inside of you. You He is the vine and you are the branch, praise God. It's no longer I that lives, but who? It's Christ, the anointed one, living on the inside of us. Divine graciousness lives in you. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, John 3, 16, for God so loved. That'd be better translated, God so in love. God just so in love with you. Hallelujah. God so in love with you. Now the word grace and the word joy is the same uh, uh, root word in the Greek. Do you know when you find grace, there will be joy unspeakable and full of glory. You'll be happy about this thing. Well, what if my little child's lying there with 105 fever? I got grace. He said, lay hands on him. What do you do? Divine graciousness shall come on the scene. Our God is not changed yesterday, today, and forever. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. So then I've got grace. You know grace will get you healed? You know grace is already provided for your healing. Grace is already provided for your salvation. Grace is already provided for your family's salvation. Praise God. Praise God. Romans 14, 17 said, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. See, joy and grace, they are Siamese twins. They go together. Praise God. Grace, now listen to me. Grace is God's design for you to live in joy. Grace is, that's what God's already designed for you. He wants you to have an established heart. Established in the grace. Why? That you can live in joy. Who wants to run around and follow someone with a sad sack? Old face long as a Shetland pony. You know anybody wants to follow him around? Well, how goes the battle, brother? So preacher's always asking me that. If it wasn't for walking in the love of God, I'd tell them the truth. You're an ignorant of the word of God. How goes the battle? Send her up on the battle. Send her up on this. Fellow t- preacher called me the other day. I got some folks in my church gives me trouble, gives me trouble. I said, well, anytime you got a family, there'll be some trouble. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I've done overcome the world. Well, I want to put them out. Well, that ain't the love of God. People have problems. People need help. People need to be established in how much God loves them. Amen? Hallelujah. Luke 12, 32 said, you know what? Said, it's God's good pleasure to do what? Give you the kingdom of God. Give you everything in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. While we're in Romans, turn back to the fifth chapter in the 17th verse. Hallelujah. 17th verse said, For if by one man's offense, death rule, by Adam, 
by one man, Adam, because of Adam's transgression, what he did, death reigned, or ruled, not just falling over dead, but the reign of death, fear of death, everything in the realm of death, sin, sickness, disease, failure came with death. Said, for by one man's offense death reigned, by one much more. Something took over more than that. Much more they which receive the abundance of grace. You got to receive it. You got to be established in it. Receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Reign, rule, dominate. Hallelujah. Do you know you're not supposed to be dominated? You're not supposed to be ruled over. You're supposed to rule and reign in this life by Christ Jesus. Rule over sin, sickness, disease, failure, everything. Praise God. Jesus went through death that he might establish this reign of grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, fifth chapter there, the 15th verse. but not as the offense. Do you know there was an offense for God? Is offensive to God? But not as the offense, meaning the fall of Adam. Because of that offense, do you know Adam stood for you? Because of Adam's fall, the whole human race fell. But now listen to him. But not as the offense so also is the free gift. If you didn't have nothing to do with the offense, you ain't got nothing to do with the free gift. If you didn't cause Adam to fall, then you didn't cause Jesus Christ to bring you a free gift. This is God's doings. For if through the offense of one, many be dead or spiritually dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace. Do you know if God gives you something, He don't take it back? Do you know something God give you, you can use it anytime you want to? Well, Brother Sutherland, you've got to be in right standing. Well, you are in right standing. Well, how did I get to be that way? I've been trying to do good. Well, it ain't by works of righteousness which you have done. It's by the resurrected blood of the Lord Jesus. Your standing with God depends on one thing, one only. His name's Jesus. Amen. Listen to him again. But not as of the offense. You didn't have nothing to do with Adam's offense. So also is the free gift. You didn't have nothing to do with it. Not by works of righteousness, not by what you've done. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace, the grace, the unconditional love with no strings attached of God and the gift of grace, which is by one Jesus Christ, hath abound unto many. You didn't have nothing in the front one, you ain't have nothing in the last one. Well, I made a deal with God. I made a covenant with God. You didn't make nothing. Well, how come I, how come I got it? How come I stand where I do? Jesus Christ stood as the Lamb of God. He died for God. But He was the Son of Man, and He put two families back together. Now, if I believe in the work that Jesus did for me called grace, then I get in on this thing by the love of God. Nothing else. Nothing I done. Well, I'm trying to quit dipping, and I'm trying to quit smoking, and I'm trying to this, and I'm trying to that. Well, you need to find out the love of God. You know, when I got born again, the love of God came all over me. I'm telling you right now, people I'd slapped in the mouth, I went and told them I'm sorry. Do you know that? I went to them and told them, I'm sorry I done this. Hallelujah. Why did you do that? Something on the inside of me. I didn't know scriptures like this. I didn't know the Old Testament from the New Testament. I didn't know the Old Covenant from the New Covenant. I didn't know nothing about it. I read the Bible every day. 
My preacher asked me one time, said, uh, you reading the Bible? I said, yeah. I said, what you reading? I said, well, I read Isaiah last night. I said, what'd you get out of it? I said, nothing. I didn't know what he was talking about. Just like you, you can read it right now, and if you don't know something about the covenant, you ain't going to know nothing about Isaiah, none of the rest of it. Amen. Hallelujah. So, not as of the offense, so also is the free grace. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace. Philip said, the free giving of grace. Free giving. You did not talk God into doing anything for you. Heard a fellow one time talking about, said it took him three days to talk God into saving him. Said he stayed at the altar. He stayed at the altar at church. He was serious. Said he is such a sinner. If he'd have knew the grace of God, God's already handled your sin. God don't even, it don't even bother him. Sin don't bother him. It bothered him in the Old Testament when Adam sinned, when all of them sinned, when the Israelis sinned, the Jewish nation sinned, all of them sinned. But blessed be God, God's done been appeased. He's done been satisfied. It's called the grace of God and he ain't interested in you even talking about it. Why talk about the problem when you got the answer? Why worry about the problem when you got the answer? Hallelujah. No one got, no one talked God into this grace. Said, well, no one deserved it. No one worked for it and had a payday coming. Well, I've been living right, Brother Southern. Well, you ought to. Well, I hadn't failed. I hadn't had to use 1 John 1, 9 in two or three months. Well, that's good. That's fine. That's fine. You ought to live like that. Amen. But the other day, I got mad at my husband. Yeah. Everything Jesus did was no good. Just throw it in the trash. Well, I know better than that. Well, why don't you act like it? If you do something wrong, confess it and head on. Don't hang around failure. That's the dumbest thing in the world. If my debt's paid down at M.M. Coins, then I don't have to stand there at the cashier for three days and three nights trying to talk her into taking some kind of check. Well, I want to It's paid for. Yeah, but, you know, I like them clothes I got. Oh, my, my wife, it's paid for. It's handled. Not only your sin, but your sickness. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Not going to be. Praise God. Praise God. Turn to 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. So we'll start in the 18th verse. said, All things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, given us a ministry of reconciliation. To wit, or here's the way it is, that God was in Christ. What are you doing in Christ? Reconciling the world on himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Praise God. Let me read you out of the Amplified real clear. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing unto us the message of reconciliation of the restoration of favor. Have we told the world you're a favorite with God? Have we told the world God's not holding one thing against you? Huh? Why do you think people want to wait till just before they die to get saved? Because they ain't seen nothing out of a Christian they wanted. 
Amen. Have we told them out there, God's already annihilated your sin. He ain't, well, Brother Sullen, I had one girl tell me, said, I've sinned so much. She told me, said, I've had so many abortions that I don't even know how many abortions I've had. She stayed under condemnation about that. I told her, let me tell you something. God has annihilated anything he's ever had against you. He laid that on Jesus. He ain't mad about that. See, most Christians want to stick up some little cross in the yard. Every time some girl's done something wrong, looks at that cross, thinks every Christian's against them. Amen? Amen. This girl, she called. She lived in San Antonio. said, what am I going to do? said, I feel so bad. She hadn't been saved long. I prayed with her. She got the Holy Ghost over the phone. A few days later, I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. A few days later, an angel appeared to her and said, don't worry about those children you aborted. Said, when you get to heaven, God's going to let you raise them. That's the love of God. Man, that went all over me. Let me tell you something. The whole Christian world fighting someone that had an abortion. That's not right. That's not right. Our job isn't to fight. Well, we hold up a standard. Now, the standard you're to hold up is God's in love with you. God has restored you to favor. Hallelujah. You know, God had such folks as Moses, a murderer, to speak for him. Had a fellow named David, adulterer and murderer. He said, that guy's a man after my own heart. Huh? And that wasn't some spiritual sin. That was actual earthly sin. Murder, adultery, and everything else. I mean, they had one, one girl named Tamar sat on the side of the road and played the part of a harlot. And you know what? You listen, look at Jesus' bloodline and she's in Jesus' bloodline. See, we built up sin bigger than God. We built up failure that someone's done something wrong, done something, and I'm a little higher than they are because I don't do that. You know, I don't smoke and I don't chew and I don't go with the girls that do. Amen? Anybody out there to say amen to this? This is good preaching this morning. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians there, 5, 19. said, God was in Christ, restoring the world of favor. With who? With himself. Canceling their trespasses. Giving us a message, the restoration of favor. Living Bible said, For God was in Christ, restoring the world to himself, no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. God ain't got nothing for you except love. God ain't got judgment awaiting on you. You hear them preachers always talking about when God opens a book and there it is and there's the, all your past, every sin, everything you ever done. Well, that fellow's an idiot. He can't read. Divine love's going to open that book and it's going to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You think, well, what did I do? What did I? You give a cup of cold water. You visited me in jail. You took someone in when they didn't have a place to go. I mean, little things that God said, you done something for me. You represented me to people that I'm in love. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Colossians 2.14, I'm going to just quote it out of, Lawback's translation. Now listen close to this. This is the best I've ever read. God crossed out the whole debt against us in his account book. That's enough to shout about. Kick your great-grandmother. You know, old-time Pentecostal and Baptist people, they major on sin. And you living right. And you doing something. This ain't about you nothing this is about our master, Jesus Christ. He's done handled it for you. He was in, God was in Christ, restored you to favor. You need to be established in this. Now listen to him. Lawback, God crossed out the whole debt against us in his count book. 
He no longer counts the laws that we had broken. He nailed the account book to the cross and closed your account. It's closed, folks. I hate to tell you this. You know, you squalling and bawling and coming down to the altar and just, oh, I've just missed God and I've just done. I don't, I don't please God. That belittles the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saying what he did is not enough to handle this sin. Well, I know he handled all them, but I've sinned since I've been saved. They're handled. You do not have an account book. He don't open the book and say, look here, here's your account. There's three pages. You missed it. I'm telling you, since 87, I've been getting you, boy. I got you. Look here what I got on you. Why, any time you expose the light on it, you know what an idiot that is. Amen? Do you know what an idiot is that won't accept the grace of God? Well, Brother Sullen, that makes it so easy. It makes it so easy. It's, it, it's simple. Anytime you've anytime you got to go before God and you feel unworthy and something else, he said, if your heart condemn you, said, man, I'm greater than your heart. I'm better off than you think. Hallelujah. Crossed out the whole debt. You know, God sees the end from the beginning. He is the great I am, not the great has been or the great gonna. He's the great is a. Right now, he is a the God of all grace. Right now, He has extended this to us. He wants your heart established in grace, not in failure, not in a sin consciousness. Paul said, I forget those things which are behind, and I'm pressing on towards the prize. Life on high in Christ Jesus. Praise God. How many of you know you don't have a sin account with God. It's already been stamped over there, paid and full. I'm sorry. Well, Brother Southern, you'll just have folks in it. No, no, I ain't the one backing sin. I ain't the one causing nobody to sin. If you listen to me, you'll walk in the grace of Almighty God and this grace will lift you up out of a horrible pit and a miry clay. It'll set your feet on a solid rock and you can walk in the divine blessing in favor of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Said, not by the offense, but by the free gift. Neither one of them you didn't have nothing to do with. The first offense was Adam. One man got you in trouble, therefore God sent another man, Jesus Christ. He had to become a man. He became a man for you. He is still a man. One mediator between God and men, the man. Praise God. Praise God. So, grace closed your account. You got one account now. You're established in it. You got to have faith in it. What is it? It's in grace, unconditional love. You need an established heart. Man, every time you fail, you can jump up and down and say, bless God, I got forgiveness. Yes, God, I ain't trying to get it. You know, he said in Ephesians 4.32, he said, you're forgiven for Jesus' sake. Not for your sake. Well, he forgave you. You know, we get over in the Old Testament and some of that stuff, and they say, well, if you don't forgive, God can't forgive you. That's Old Testament. God's already forgiven you in the person of Jesus Christ. He's already closed your sin account. You don't have an account. Amen. Well, bless God, Brother Solon, you don't know what I've done. I don't even care. But I hate to see someone hang around failure when they've already been annihilated. Jesus went through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death 
that is the devil, and deliver them all who all their lifetime lived in fear. Afraid I'm going to miss God. Afraid I'm not going to please God. Well, you know, you got to be pleasing to God. You got to live just right. You got to hold your mouth just right. You can't do anything wrong to get the blessing of God. Junk. Jesus got them for you. You need to establish that in your heart. What will that do about sin? That will keep me out of it. I ain't interested in sin. Anybody interested in sin needs another dip. They may even need a dip of Levi Garrett. I don't know. Might even need a dip of rooster snuff. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Now let me, let me go. I hate to just keep dogging about that, but God keep laying it on heart. God has established something. It is the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come in this kingdom. It operates one way, by the unconditional love of God. Then it's not going to work for you unless you have faith in this unconditional love. Well, God's got a book. He's keeping up with who I, naughty and nice. No, that's Santa Claus. Uh-uh. That's some kind of myth. Well, what about, you don't know what I done the other night. I don't care. If God don't care, I sure ain't going to bring it up. If God says it's paid for, then you need to accept the payment for every sin. Well, what do I do when I sin? Confess it and head on. 1 John 1, 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Wade said, so if anybody becomes united with Christ, he is a fresh creation. The original conditions have passed away. Mark, they have been replaced by new conditions. I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in. Some of you need to check in and see what condition you're in. Well, Brother Sullivan, you don't know. I've been sick for nine months. I haven't been able to get my... I don't care if you've been sick for 40 years. You're hearing something right now. You can receive what God has right now. You don't have to wait till one of these days. Hallelujah. Do you know Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth? God's already handled your todays, your tomorrows, every day of your life. He said, thanks be unto God. He has always caused me to triumph. He has made me more than a conqueror. How? Through him who loved me. He said, neither heights, depths, principalities, powers, nothing can separate you from the grace of God. Nothing can separate you. That includes sin. That includes failure. You know, in the New Testament, sin's missing the mark. You shot at the bullseye and hit the ten. Missed the mark. Ain't nobody here sitting around trying to figure out some kind of way to sin. If they are, something's wrong with them. Amen? Wade said the original conditions had passed away. Blackwelder said, Behold, a new state of things has come. St. Paul from the trenches said, All is new and wonderful. All is new and wonderful. My, 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 my. This thing's new and it's wonderful. We ne- we've never offered people the kingdom of God. See, he said in 1 John, I mean, Big John 1, 16, he said, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law, what's the law? You trying to please God. You trying to do something that you'd be acceptable to God. You having to present yourself before the altar all the time, at least once a year, to confess your sins and, and keep you uh, in conscious, consciousness that you ain't nothing but a sinner. God now wants you righteous conscious. God wants you grace conscious. He's in love with me. He's done extended favor to me. Glory to God. Grace is what Jesus has done for you that set down to your credit to make you a favorite with God. 
Well, I don't feel like it. I don't care how you feel. You can feel like you the sorrows fell on the face of this earth, but you're still a favorite with God. We don't go by feelings. We go by God's word. He said, let every man be a liar. Every preacher be a liar. And God be the truth. I hear him all the time on TV preaching about sin. Keep someone sin conscious. How God hates sin. Most of them will get over on the demon alcohol and abortion. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got something called the love of God that'll deliver a fellow from alcohol. How you know? He said love don't ever fail. Love don't ever fail. You cussing somebody out and eating them out because they done something wrong. Holding something against somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace is what Jesus has already done for us. Not our condition, but Jesus' condition. What condition are you in? Same one Jesus is in. 1 John 4, 17 said, As he is, so are you now in the world. Right now. Not when you get in the sweet by and by. Not when you get in heaven. Right now, you're in the condition that Jesus is in. How many of you believe you've been raised up and now you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus was praying. He said, Lord, I pray that they'll understand that you love them as you love me in the same way, the same condition. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said something that most Christians don't understand. He said, all that the Father has is mine. Everything God's got is mine. He said, you're an heir of God and equal heir with Jesus Christ. He's got it, you got it. That's the grace of God. Not by what you've done, how you live, not your condition, nothing to do with it. Hallelujah. Well, I'm trying my best, brother. So, well, quit trying and reach over there and get a hold of the grace of God with your faith and say, my God, God's in love with me. I will not fail. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.16 said, Come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain. Let me read you out of the 20th century translation. It said, Let us therefore approach with confidence the throne where divine graciousness is seated in order to receive mercy and find favor Manifest it any time we need. Come get you some of this. Well, Brother Sullen, I'm just a failure. I have to slip up to the back door of heaven, you know, and get some kind of hobo's handout. No, he said, come boldly to the throne of God. Come get some of this. Why? Because Jesus has already opened the door for you. He's already provided it for you. Grace is yours. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to the fourth chapter of Romans. Let's read another scripture before we close. Y'all getting anything out of this today? How many of you here are going to be established after this? I'm not going to accept anything other than grace. Romans, the fourth chapter, 16th verse. Therefore it is a faith, faith in what? That it might be by grace. Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. See, you want the grace, the healing, the deliverance to happen to you, the favor of God, then you've got to believe in it. You've got to believe in that. Get that established in your heart. Let's see, another translation. Listen to this, Ben Johnson translation then the old way of life will not control you because you're not under rules but living in the unconditional love of God. Then the old way of life will not control you 
You know, we've been taught all our life. We've been taught the Ten Commandments and how to live this and how to do this, how not to do that. And that's fine. I'm not belittling that. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying something greater than the law has taken force, greater than you're trying to please God. Then the old way of life will not control you because you're not under rules, but living in the unconditional love of God. Hallelujah. Do you know nothing can change the grace of God? Nothing can change God's love for you. Do you think God's up one day and down the next, mad one day at you and happy the next, according to the way you live? No, not by works of righteousness we have done. Hallelujah. Well, Brother Sullivan, I ain't prayed in two weeks. Well, repent and start praying. Well, I ought to be praying more. I don't doubt that. Well, Brother Sullivan, I know I'm supposed to witness for God and tell folks about Jesus. Well, I hadn't done that. Well, repent and straighten it up. Head on. Ain't no big deal with God. Nothing can change God's love for you. God is in love, unconditional, with no strings attached. Hallelujah. Our God never will fall out of love. He ain't going to fall out of love. He's in love. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Praise God.